combat divas Stomp your left, right, left Combat divas Hey! the combat divas podcast it's your girl t g and your girl tanisha b and we are back 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 for another episode and on today you know okay so this may be a controversial uh episode uh i say that like at least three times but (laughs) i i do think it may spark a bit of um an argument because there's two different sides to this story so but Tanisha B and I, were, we've discussed this several times. And actually, when we were about to start the show, this was one of the first uh, topics that we came up with to discuss. And it was about women hating other women. Mm-hmm. And it begs the question, do women really hate other women or portray to hate other women in not only the workplace, but just in... In, in the street, at the shopping mall, you know, do we hate other women? Yeah. I think, I mean, I've always wondered, like, why? Like, why do we give each other the once-over? Why do we side-eye each other? Why yeah. do we feel like we are in constant uh, competition? And sometimes it's one-sided. Like, one woman feel like they got to be competing with the other woman, and then the other woman really just want to work with the other right. woman to, for us to come together. But. I think that it starts, um, I don't know, exactly, I just try to pinpoint where it starts. But then when I was looking up the topic and just trying to get a little bit of research, um, I stumbled across a few things in psychology today. Mm-hmm. And it said that it came from, like, far as, like, girls' standpoint, it comes from their mothers. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, or whomever uh, mother figure that mm-hmm. they grew up in was influenced by. So if they were brought up by a woman that didn't too much like themselves, it mm-hmm. wasn't very nice things that they could instill in their daughter. Wow. So some of the things that they're missing from their childhood or what they didn't get from their mother or exactly what they got from their mother, they go out into society and then they push that on the next person, thinking that it's almost normal behavior because they got that crap from home. Mm. And I can actually see that in... The narrow down of this would I would attribute to uh, women either fall into the stereotype that we don't that we are attitudinal, we don't support one another, and just automatically following suit, following suit. Because in the case, in my case, and I, I know I have done this in the past, and I was trying to figure out why I even did it. I mean, mm-hmm. just as as a young person, you know, fourteen through through however long I was in high school, right. 14 to 18. <laughs> like 14 to 18 in high school, you know, I had a clique, quote unquote. Now, we wasn't malicious or anything like that, but we weren't mean girls either. But we always found ourselves coming up against the mean girls, quote unquote, of the school because of, you know, we were pretty, we were dating this guy or whatever. And everybody's like, well, who y'all think y'all are? And it was like, well, nobody. We're just, we just in high school with y'all. Like, so uh, right. we don't want any complications. But if they come about, of course, you know, I was from the West Side of Chicago. Okay. So if they came about, okay, I was ready to do what I had to do, but I didn't go looking for the fight. And I think, well, one time I did, but I think it, it became habitual just in noticing, and I think you're right, just how uh, like my mother treated other women and my grandmother treated other women. And they didn't do it maliciously on purpose. It was just that whole, it's always skepticism when dealing with another woman. 
And I I I used to always wonder why. And the older I got, the more I realized, like, no, nah, I want to encourage and empower. Like, I want to bring the, you know, we all can be together in this. It's not just room for one person. And society has created this climate that it's only room for one woman at the top. And this is not even race, you know, predicated. It's mm-hmm. just women in general. It's only room for one of y'all. It's only room for one female uh, CEO. It's only room for one great, you know, female NCO if you're in the military. It's only room for one great female officer. And if you are that female officer at the top, you are saw as a threat now or, you know, you having a queen bee, quote unquote, syndrome that mm-hmm. now you, you're going to be a bitch to everybody or you're going to be like, you know, the devil wears, wears Prada with Meryl Streep and you're just going to be, <laughs> you know, running everybody crazy. So I just think we have a lot of stereotypes to combat when it comes to that. Well, it's just that, like I said, like in in society, women, we don't hold a lot of positions Mm. in power. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, it's so many men at the top. And by being the least amount of women, we feel we feel the need to have to compete and we don't have to compete. Right. But if we if we all get together and work together, then there is no need for that, that one person at the top because it is room for the top. Yeah. But men, a lot of men don't want to see that type of equality because then they feel threatened. Mm. Like you were saying, like that it's something that they feel the least bit threatened, like someone's trying to take that position. But it's like we all trying to occupy a position. We all yeah. trying to form some form of equality. But a lot of women... We we have the power, but I feel like we don't know how to disseminate that power. And I think we don't know how to tap into it. You're right. It, it's again, it's been a habitual growing up. Madonna said something um, back in 2016, and I remember when she said it because people were so angry when she said it. And Madonna said something in an interview about uh, the election with President Trump, and she was asked why she thought that 53% of white women voted for President Trump, and she and her reply was that women hate women. And pretty much that it's a woman's nature not to support other women. And it's men's nature to protect each other, but women protect their men and their children. And that's the bottom line. I'm like, and why, why is it like that? I, I like, don't think that was that's the approach, though, to even sum up what's going on. It, because it's not that habitually women just hate women. It's just that we, we were taught... I don't know if it's biology, but we were taught to hold other women as threat. I watched... I have a daughter. I watch her play with other girls. One of those girls always established themselves as the leader of the pack. And she mm-hmm. makes the ground rules to level the playing field, right? Mm-hmm. She she makes sure everybody got, you know, whatever. Okay. Okay. Did you get a cupcake? Okay. You get a cupcake. You get a cupcake. Um, You was kind of mean to me. I, you, I don't want you to have no cupcake. Like, girls wow, that establish, early? yeah, they establish territory very early to get you on the same level as them because nobody wants to be out outshined, so to speak. And so they level off the playing field. And this little girl that was playing with Taylor at the time was like six years old. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, me being an observant person, I wanted to see how it play out. Now, my baby, only three, she don't understand, you know, yeah. what's going on. She just going with the flow. But I thought it was incredible how this little girl had to establish the borders and the playing field so that everybody knew that they were in her domain Mm-hmm. She runs this, mm-hmm. and here are your marching orders. And if you did not follow suit, you had to go. Like she, she made you go play with somebody else or whatever. But you know what? Like that's okay. So things like that, we always tell young girls, like, "Oh, you too bossy. You too. Mm-hmm. You know, you too. You have too much." Um, 
I can't think of the words, but we always say you're too sassy, you too, sassy, you, yeah. you're too bossy. <clears throat> and I think that what she had established at that young age to be able to to place things and and um, you know put out uh, marching orders and do <laughs> right. like to put all these things in their groups and how it's how she feel like they're supposed to be in her vision. Mm-hmm. And she has this vision at such a young age. <laughs> right. And Six. The thing is, it's gonna be knocked down. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be knocked down and it's going to be seen as negative. And I don't think it's all that negative. I think that it could be channeled in a more positive sense. Exactly. So all they have to do is take the tools that she already has mm-hmm. and kind of add to it and take away and put all the positivity in it and take away some of the ne- negative aspects of it. But if, right. if, you, if she come across people that don't know how to nurture that gift that she has, mm-hmm. she's going to be knocked down and then this is going to be back to women hating women. Yeah, it- it, it it ends up being a, a, a it's just a cycle. It keeps yeah. reproducing, reproducing. And so I try to she my kid's still small, but I try to teach her like we play with everybody. Like everybody don't have to be just like you to be able to play with you. And that's the mean girl syndrome. Everybody mm-hmm. has to be exactly like you and agree with you in order to play with you, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And this goes out through life. We have mean girls in the military, and I I'm just gonna I ain't in the service no more. I say what I want. <laughs> there is a mean girl culture sometimes in the military mm-hmm. and as the the new nco you know quite a few times i end up coming back as you know the new nco and when it was a predominantly female it was like a lot of females in the unit mm-hmm. i felt it immediately because it was like a lot of shade left and right mm-hmm. it was either those that are like you know, thought I was great, like, okay, it's great to have a, a female leader, you look tough, blah, blah. And then it was the ones who was going to challenge me no matter what because they thought I was, you know, halfway pretty and maybe I was there to get their guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm here to work, you know, but the lower enlisted and, and you know, superior um, folks, they have to feel you out, females, they have to feel you out first before yeah. they even welcome you to the fold. When you go into barracks, the females have to feel you out first before... And then they <laughs> click up. Yeah, they click up quickly. I mean... Yeah. So quickly. And sometimes it's not even race related. It's just, you know, what the gossip girls and the, then you got the pretty girls. Then you got the, you know, it's usually us hardworking NCOs just like way in the corner somewhere. And then all the rest of the girls are like finding their territories and or finding a way to challenge you and seeing how you react. So it's, it's almost like Animal Kingdom, right? You throw <laughs> something in there and you see how they, you observe how they react. And that that's what the girls used to do to me. They used to come to drill, you know, with 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 yellow nails on, and they know we can't wear nail polish, but they would do it anyway just to test, just to see, you know, if how far I was gonna go. And if I if I went off, which I I always will, and if I went off, it was like, oh, so y'all always picking on me. I mean, y'all don't say nothing to nobody else. She got it. She got. Look, it's not about all that. You yeah. you wrong. You know you wrong. Right. As a woman, you know you wrong. As another female NCO, I'm telling you, you wrong. But you just want to fight me on that just to see how I react. Right. And I just think it, it became like a clawing climate all throughout. But you know what end up testing um, a woman's um, trust issues in other women? So when we get a new female NCO in power, whether they be the platoon sergeant or they can be the a first sergeant, I haven't seen one of those yet. Um, well, commanding uh-huh. over any companies I've been in. Yeah. Um, or if we get a female captain mm. and we get excited, we like, yes, a woman in power, mm-hmm. finally, we got somebody at the top. Yeah. But then 
these motherfuckers have issues too. <laughs> some of because, them. Because, <laughs> well, some of them have issues too. Some of them. Yeah. Because what happens is we get excited, like, yes, we finally got somebody on our side that is gonna see our, our female issues yeah. that we have. And not just like, oh, my bag is too heavy. When? Like, you know, nothing like that. <laughs> but just to see that uneven, you know, kill that how they have the, the males and they have the females on. Mm-hmm. But then we come, like, I come across the ones that's even harder on females yeah. than they are the guys. And they take it as, oh, we have your best interest at heart. Well, we have to be harder on you because I don't want no one to see that we're doing favoritism. But it's like, you don't have to show, you don't have to be harder on me than you are on the males mm-hmm. so people won't see you as, you know, showing favoritism. Just treat us the same. You, they can't. But they can't treat us the same. I, but why? I could never do it. You can't treat your, your female soldiers exactly like you would treat your male soldiers you can't treat any two soldiers almost alike when it comes down to it. But like I could never do that because But I'm talking about holding them to the rules though. Yeah, you hold them to the rules, but the rules not the same for females and males. So I can't hold them equally the same. If okay, for example, mm-hmm. if we having a late night meeting, right? Because that's how we do apparently we can't push our information before, you know, twenty three hundred, right? Okay. So having a late night meeting. Everybody get together. They go to where? They go straight to the male barracks, right? Mm-hmm. They never did come to the female barracks. Now, even sometimes in the event where it's a lot of females, mm-hmm. the males never did come over to our barracks, right? We always had to go over to their barracks. Even though it was late at night, we all trying to shower, get ready, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And the, the case being that it's easier to uproot the females and, and take them over to the male barracks because we feel like the male are the, the dominant people. It's more of them. So we just go over there. We just, we just follow suit. Now I had some female NCOs though. Uh, well, we both did. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we had when we went with uh, twelve, and sometimes we did have meetings in the female bay. And she made it a point of that after I think it was you that complained actually. Why we always got to go to the male bay? Uh, and then but it was like, okay, true. Cool. Yeah, I, I get it. But yeah, you you voice your opinion, but I just don't. I I think I hold them to heart because I know what it takes to be a female in the military, and maybe that's why I know what it takes to be take taken seriously as a female in the military. But and all they have to do is just take us. Seriously, we can take you seriously all day. I don't. It's not about the the NCOs taking you seriously. It's mm-hmm. about now the first sergeant taking you seriously, the captain taking you seriously, the the when the battalion commander come down taking you seriously. Like that's what we want for the females. Mm-hmm. And just like raising a girl, you know what it takes for her to be a productive member of society as a as a woman. So mm-hmm. you harder on your girls as a mom. I think, then you are on your boys. Same way with me and harder on, dads are harder on their boys than they are on their girls. But you see, we have to lighten up on our young girls. I don't We I, don't have to, but, but you see, by being so hard, being so tough, being so overly critical, you birthing all a, these a, little a mean bitches that's co- coming up in society. <laughs> and they are, they are very first mean of all, little. No, first they, of all, my daughter ain't no bitch. She's not, but I'm just saying, but the, it's giving birth to these little, little, little mean little bitches. And they are. It's, it's, making, like, them, it's the, making them prepared. Though. No. Prepare for what? To be grown ass mean bitches. To, like, be, to be great. No. <laughs> to be great mean bitches. You have to be soft. You have to give them opportunity to, to just grow, to learn, and to work together. I, I want you to single, work together. Because there's so many, because like, like I was saying, okay, in psychology today, it says that most women will t- will tell you that they have survived at least one mean girl in their past. I survived three mean ass bullies when I was in the sixth grade. And it shaped my life in high school to how I didn't really trust too many females. I don't even have any of those uh, female relationships, just like how you have a group of girls that you've brought from 
from your high school, from childhood. Mm -hmm. I don't have many of those. Matter of fact, I don't have any of those from high school. I lightweight keep in touch with the ones that I met like in grade school. Right. But as far as high school, I kept relationships with the males because they came across to me as more trustworthy. I was on a volleyball team. I was on a basketball team. And I was on the team with a, a lot of cutthroat bitches. Like, they was really <laughs> freaking cutthroat. It's because you have to have your starting five. You have to have the ones that you have to... you uh, constantly competing against each other to be the ones that start in the game. To be the yeah. ones that start in the basketball game. To be the first ones on the court to start in your volleyball game. So, mm. it was always competitive. And that's in the and, female sports, And that saying? was in female sports. Okay. But I'm like, we was competing against each other more than we was competing against the ones we was, uh, you know, the opposition. <laughs> that's, I think that's, that proves my point. Like, you have to be the, you the best. You don't have to be. You're right. But we were taught, maybe, that we have to be the bestest. I have to go in baseball in order to be taken seriously. And the only reason I say this is because our, our male counterparts, not all men, I'm not bashing guys here, but our male counterparts are not having the same argument within the species. No. Women are having that argument within their species. So they can sit around and talk about boobs and beer for three hours, okay? We come in and now, I mean, if we even try to join the conversation, A, we're going to get knocked down. I mean, we have to come through with a certain amount of assertiveness, I would say, in order to even get an equal seat at the table. If not, as, as far as the, especially the military go, and I, I, I would ask a bunch of CEOs, which I have. And I think they would say the same thing. In order to be taken seriously, I got to produce just more than you producing in order to, to be seen as your equal. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have to be seen as your equal because we could be on the same plan. Okay. I have to produce more than you and to, to even be seen, period, in a male-dominated career field. Mm -hmm. In a male-dominated career field, if I'm not producing 120% and he producing 100%, I, please... I, I might well just I might well go to another firm. But I mean, you can compete against like no one said there's nothing wrong with like competition. Like you can compete. You know we have to work harder because it's just not equal between male and females. Right. But to to always fight with our women instead of us coming now that's together. The problem. We're yeah. always fighting with each other. We don't even see that the men are at the top with the, you know, with the puppetry or whatever. Mm -hmm. We fight each other to where we can't even knock them out the box. And that's, be at the top. That's the we can work together. And then if one, like, take a minute, it could be two females working together to knock this one guy or whatever out that top spot. Mm -hmm. And instead of if one woman get it, like out of us two competing with each other, like not with each other, but against that one person, and mm -hmm. then that that person get it, you still have to be congratulating to that other person and not have any hard feelings to be like. Okay, you got it. I'm glad you got it. <laughs> right. Congratulations, rather than like, oh, now this bitch at the top. Now I got to knock her out the box. You that, know what I'm saying? That's the climate. That's the problem right there. That That is the problem is that we can't, uh, as a whole, mm -hmm. women have a hard time congratulating other women. And you know what? It's so normal. I, I think I was telling this earlier off, offline that we went to the, me and my husband went to the mall. This was before he was my, well, no, we was married. We went to the mall and I... I did not even notice what was going on. Now, I thought I was looking kind of cute. Okay. And on some nine. Okay. I was looking good. <laughs> Hair was freshly done. Walked out straight out the shop. Okay. So right, now right, I'm walking right. through the mall and I'm with I'm with my husband at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Not really. I wasn't like, you know, crazy because I don't get crazy at the mall. I'm just, we just shopping. Mm -hmm. And I did not notice the amount of women who would look my way, but not say, either not say nothing or just look me up and down. Because if I, if I visibly see you looking at me, I will mm -hmm. speak. 
out. Hey, how you doing? You know, quick. I ain't, I ain't holding a whole conversation. How was your day? Hey, how you doing? You know, and you know, nothing. Silence back. And or I say, you know, or you just look me up and down before you even say something. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, but that's that's the climate kind of for women. And not that they mean to be this way. Maybe they had something going on. Maybe they had a lot to do. But it, it happens every now and then. And I think it is because of, like you were saying, we growing up, we we create this climate of competition uh, between women. And we might see it from our, our, our parents and stuff like that. My mom is very competitive. And she don't mean to be, but she, she can't stand no female that even look halfway nice in the same room as her man. Right? And mm-hmm. I, I think deep down, like in my subconscious, because you what you see, you end up having, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just that competitive climate. My grandma is actually the same way, even though she don't really exhibit it. But she has these same, I don't want to say jealousy, but like, you know, she the female in the room with the with the pheromone or what the females got. Is the pheromone? That's cats, whatever. She the female in the room with that. And, you know, the other woman, that come, she's like keeping an eye on whatever woman in the room. And if that other woman like laughs... If you talking to another woman's husband, that woman in the room, and this has happened to me too, because I'm not flirty, but I will crack a joke if you crack a joke. Mm-hmm. So I could be cracking jokes, something like that, and people will be keeping an eye on me, you know, or if your wife there. Now, I just talk to your wife too. I might be talking to both of y'all, but mm-hmm. you're going to keep an eye on me because why? Now I'm seen as a just maybe a, a threat to, mm-hmm. to your man, and that's what we protect. But we protect a- our men and we protect our children. And if I if you feel like I'm a threat to your man, you go sit back and watch me for a minute, okay? Cause cause I, I just say it all the time, a female know another female, and ain't nobody got nothing on a female with a plan. And if you think she got a plan, you're gonna keep your eye on her ass. That's the bottom line. And so, you know, if you looking and and I, if I prove after a while not to be a threat, then barriers go down. That's all I'm saying. So I think it's jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it all could be a test to jealousy. Cause I like I said, I was looking up um doing like research. Um, and I got a lot of stuff from psychology today. Look at you. And it was saying that we want, like, we, it's like we, we overly critical of other women because in some way, shape, like we want what they have. So it's something that's like, it's something like deep rooted, just like, um, like for example, um, a woman, uh, being overly critical of another woman's, um, parenting styles. Um, and now this is a good one. Go ahead. And they being overly critical of that woman's parenting styles, but it's not because of how they're parenting or what they're doing with the child. Because they could be a very good parent, but the reason why is because something is wrong with that woman that's being overly critical. Because she's having uh, fertility issues. She can't have children or she's struggling to have children. So it's not even so much as that person's parenting styles. Like, well, she probably would do this. If it was me, I would do this. If it was me, I would do that. Mm -hmm. And it's more like, I wish I can do this. I yeah. wish that I can do that. Yeah. And to even bring it back to where I had those bullies um, in grade school. Mm-hmm. And the girls, they would just pick on me, like, for no reason. It was three of them. Two skinny girls and one big fat bitch. Like, they they really <laughs> bother me. And, like, and it's still, like, just even just reflecting back on it. Like, it's still bothersome because I'm like, I didn't understand why. You were being I'm bullied. like, I, was, yeah. I don't know if it was because I was short at the time. and or You just, were short? Nah. Yeah. I was short at one point. I, I grew. I grew. Yeah. Anyway, but they would just pick on me for no reason. Like, no matter what I did, they'd pick on me about my my clothes or the way my hair was braided or or me speaking too much in class or me raising my hand or what, <laughs> just whatever. For whatever reason, like, I would just be bothered. So, yeah. And then I found out, like, one of my bullies, 
that bothered me so much. I finally found out why she used to pick on me <laughs> so much. And it was because, like, and we lived in the same neighborhood. She picked on me because I had a mother. She picked on me because she saw how my mom, she would meet me halfway to, you know, to walk me back home from school. Because at the time I was probably like, what, like 10, maybe 10 or 11 or whatever. And we didn't stay in the best neighborhood. So she would come halfway to make me feel like I was a big girl. You know, she would come halfway, meet me halfway. Mm. When she see me, she would give me a hug. Or she'll see me in the neighborhood, me and my mom walking to the store together, or we just sitting outside together or whatever. And to find out she was jealous because I had a mother that took care of me, braided my hair, you know, put me on nice, decent clothes. And she didn't have a mother. Her Mm -hmm. mother died when she was young. Mm -hmm. So she was picking on me because I had something that she no longer had. Yeah. And that's a lot of women, like, they would be jealous of the attention another woman is receiving from a man. They would be jealous of another woman's body. They would be jealous of another woman's uh, friendships, relationships, their style. And all you have to do is look in yourself, look within yourself to try to attain those things. So instead of you trying to attain those types of things, it's so much easier for you to criticize and take down pegs out of another woman rather than see what's broken inside of you or what you're lacking inside of yourself mm-hmm. to work with that other woman now or the, to work in, within yourself. That's Those are two keys right there. Now, the first key is to look within yourself for it. And I think, well, I don't think, studies show that women are more prone to comparison than men. We, we are more prone to compare ourselves to another woman than a man would compare himself to another man. It's, mm-hmm. it's just what we do. And I think that comparison is often a downfall because we not com- we compare to look for what the lack is sometimes, mm-hmm. and not what not what the gain is, you know. And it it's, it has to be a reroute of our mental capacity to get there, to to eradicate those things that we learned from from childhood on up. Mm-hmm. And even for me, I mean, for several things, I had to unlearn. Most of the things I had learned in order to be half, in order to be successful at where I am in life, mm-hmm. I had to unlearn a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, woo-hoo. I'm talking about <laughs> a, 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 a plethora uh-huh. of, of, of various topics unlearned to learn how to be successful and an effective uh, byproduct of our current society. Right. And I think as a female, though, I it, prime example though. I, I'm bringing this up just being a female. Male goes to the maintenance shop, goes to take his car, usually gets a fair price, usually gets told what's going on with his car, okay? And this still goes on today. This is not like an old school thing. Still goes on now. Female goes to a maintenance shop. Male mechanic comes out and gives her a price that's out of this, out of this world, tell her everything wrong with her car. Yeah, you're going to need a new rotor, a new brake pad, and uh, 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 also uh, your U-joint. Uh, 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 I'm going to get all that. Now, thankfully, I know a little bit about mechanics, so I know, you know, kind of the science. And, and Google is out now. You can't really. I'm going to Google it, right? So, right. you know, but I, I will always have that fight with the mechanic before my husband do going to the same shop, talking to the same people. And why? Because we assume... That, that women don't know. That that women don't know, right? And so just in society, women have to fight that much more, I feel like, to get to those positions that men don't get as quick, you know, just quicker 
than uh than we do fighting hard for it. And I learned that more than anything in the military. Mm-hmm. Every every rank I got, I had to prove that I was better than the guy. Every time I got promoted, I had to prove I was better than the guy. Every award I got, I had to prove that I was better than the guy. Right, but see, you had to prove that you was better than the guy. So we both different, like women and men, going against each other, competing against each other because there is the lack of equality. But, but it's I, also I, mean, I end up not but, traveling on females, but not treating females as because you and I wasn't cool uh, when I was getting promotions and stuff like that. But not because of the promotion, just because I wasn't thinking about camaraderie at the time. I was thinking about beating out a guy. So then I wait. I, you and I, you mean like? I mean, not that female. we was at, we weren't at odds, but we weren't like close as close as we we grew to be at mean? that time. Like when elaborate. I when I came back to, it's kind of hard to elaborate to the whole audience. But when I came back to uh, <laughs> when I came back to the unit, I was a uh, I had got promoted uh-huh. to E five, looking to for my next promotion. To be honest with, you. and it was a uh, kind of separation in. Me, because I was more hua hua, you know, and, you know, everybody else that was there, because, you know, the rest of the females weren't really seeing me on the same level. Uh-huh. It was you and another one of our close friends, and y'all was real close. Uh-huh. And I was just, like, kind of, like, on the edge type of thing, like, oh, she just got back from Afghanistan, the bitch look a little crazy, I don't know what happened. And our other friend used to always say, bitch, you shell-shocked? Like, what's wrong? You? But it was just like, I was, like, anxious for my next promotion type uh-huh. of thing, but... I wasn't close with all the females, but the males loved it. They was like, oh, yeah, she's motivated, and I love it. And right. all the females were like, she overdoing it. The bitch won't sit down. All that noise, all that whore, I don't like it. It took a while to catch on. Well, I mean, from my standpoint, because I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of shit. All them drugs. But, the, I ain't no drugs. So was, look, <laughs> shout out to people. But anyway, no, I don't do drugs. Um, no, but it's just that I don't remember. I'm like, I don't remember being... Um, that type of female, I do remember you standing out and being different because you were unlike any other female that was in the company at the time. There was no like, matter of fact to still I still haven't seen one like it. Uh somebody that's very super motivated, just ready to get the job done, ready to just jump in head first into everything. And I didn't see any issue with it, but I noticed that a lot of women seem it at seemed as took it as being intimidating right. because once you start to grab the attention of the higher ranking male mm-hmm. um, people that's in power of the company, yep. you get a lot of other females like, oh, who she thinks she is. Right. That's Instead what I of just being like, look at her. I should be more energetic. I should yeah. take my job more seriously. I should do more. I should volunteer for more things. I should try to follow yeah. through on a lot of my tasks. But it was easier for those other females to click together mm-hmm. to try to bash another female because they was gaining the attention of men. And that's a lot of times yeah. women that gain the, they look down upon the woman or they harshly judge the other woman because they are grabbing the attention of yeah. maybe a male that they're interested in. Yeah. That's, and you may not even be interested in that same person sure that they're interested in. I ain't thinking about <laughs> They will still dislike you because they think that person likes you more than they like them. And that person may not even know that they exist. Right. But they rather no one else get the attention rather than someone, some other female getting that attention. Absolutely. And that's when that little competition starts. Exactly. That's when it's born right there at those moments. You are absolutely right. At that intersection. I agree with you. And I I just, I, I wholeheartedly believe that we are able to change 
the culture and the climate. And it starts right now. Small things like this is why the WNBA isn't as big as it could be. And the 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 recent female um what team? I don't know. They just What's won. It? Uh for the US. It was a soccer team, right? Was it a soccer team? It was a soccer. It was soccer. Okay. The recent soccer female team. soccer team, yeah, and they was chatting <laughs> the in the background. Team. Yeah. They didn't get as much of a, you know, grand audience as as male soccer team did. It's because even as female, we don't support the female sports even as much. And that's all of this is part of the culture and the climate. But it starts with us. And I feel like if we introduce those things now in, in support of, mm-hmm. you know, these things can continue to grow and be. Millennials are amazing. And this is why I, this what, and I will end up ending into this area. I'm, I'm getting ready to close, as preachers say. And I'm closing with this. Um, I think that millennials, can be attributed to a lot of the progression that we've mm-hmm. had. I'm a millennial. Hi. Um, a progression that we ha- we've had as females. Female millennials have, I have to give them credit, they, they are trying to build uh, groups and bonds to empower other women in, in their same, either the same genre or women who are striving to be or becoming uh, or in, in coming into their, their statuses, so to mm-hmm. speak. So women who want to be, you know, entrepreneurs, women who are currently entrepreneurs, who need support groups, uh, you know, uh, military women who are looking to, to go to the next rank, so on and so forth. There are support groups for that now. And a lot of women have banded together to, to support one another mm-hmm. versus tearing one another down. So uh, I do have to give credit that we are moving in the right direction. We are. But, I mean, we can be a lot more supportive as far as... Um far as it comes to sports, because we have a whole lot of young girls that's aspiring to be, you know, tennis players, soccer players, uh, basketball players. Now even, I think, mm-hmm. what, football and baseball? I know they have football and baseball Definitely teams, football. but because they are women. And that's not even necessarily a woman, uh, women hating women type of issue. It's just that we, from the beginning, we have been bred to support the male sports mm-hmm. because you will be so quick and so pumped and excited to go to a Bulls game or a Golden State game or whatever, but you won't be so quick to go to like uh, the Chicago Sky mm-hmm. or you won't be so quick to go to like a Sparks, right, uh, right. you know, Sparks game or whatever. Right. I think that Sparks is Sparks, for yeah. LA. Yeah, yeah. So you won't be so quick to be like, oh, what? I got tickets to the WNBA. Like you, <laughs> you won't get excited because you know that that sport don't get a lot of attention. And all mm-hmm. it takes is for you to probably start paying attention and get other people to pay attention and other people to pay attention. It's but you'd be like, no, nah, it's yeah. just boring. No one's here. I don't want to do it. And you don't do it because a lot of people in society are not doing it. So we could put more of a word out there to uplift our females. But we also need the males' help too. Mm-hmm. For them to help build up these sports to make them more just as just as important. And we also have to do our part to not so not be so hard on our young girls growing up. Even if you are uh mentoring another young female, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like teach, continue to teach them to work with other females and let them know that they are not the enemy. And you can change someone's mind and change the rest of these young girls' minds. That's too. right. There's no enemies. And spe- fe- women are the strongest species I ever known in, in my entire. I mean, not just women, humans, just women, animals are just amazing. <laughs> I, I just think women in general are so strong. I was watching the Animal Planet not too long ago. And this this woman lion was was out of control, and I'm like, man, look at that, look at this girl lion. Uh-huh. But I said all that to say, I think that women are 
fucking phenomenal and uh, one of the most powerful species on this entire planet and not just humans. Female. Animals too. And all we got to do is band together and I mean, really, really the universe will shake. I'm just saying. Yeah. The universe will shake. What do you think out there? Do you think women uh, often hate other women or, or shade other women or do you think we are progressing as, you know, as it goes on, and that we are more supportive of other women. We went through um, a lot of it, and I, I, I appreciate this conversation because it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And uh, it brings light to what is going on within our, our own community. And like I said, this is one of our first episodes that we even thought about doing, and I'm glad that we got to it um, because it is necessary. So tell us what you think. Tanisha B., how can they reach us? Hey, Battles, you can reach us at Combat Divas Podcast on Instagram as well as YouTube, Combat Divas Pod 1 on our Twitter account, Combat Divas Podcast at gmail.com, Combat Divas Podcast on our Facebook page. We'll see you all there. Bye. Combat Divas, stomp your left, right, left. Combat Divas.